Welcome back to the Retro Nama Pod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. And I am the host that almost forgot the saying that we do at the beginning of every episode. And there was a little bit of hesitation, but we got it and reeled it in. My name is Toby. And as always, across this beautiful Discord server of ours, which you can join if you look at the website, retronomapod.com, is my beautiful co-host, Rick. How you doing, buddy? Dang, coming out with the promo early. We just wow, shooting it out there. You gotta shoot. That was, you know, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? That was that was that was smooth, man. I didn't see it coming <laughs> at all. Uh, before we get anything started, I just want to let everybody know: as the day of this recording, this is our one year anniversary from when we released our first episode, August fifteenth, twenty twenty. That's crazy. During a pandemic. Right in the middle two, of it. Dead nuts. Two, two dorks decided to put some stuff out there and see what stuck. And fortunately for us, we're 46 episodes later and we're still hitting it strong. Yeah, I was going to say, you know how they say it takes like 10,000 hours to master something? In our one year of doing this, we're nowhere close to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Far from it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> between software and everything else, that is wild though. For for one year, and given we missed a couple weeks, thus we're what six weeks behind, I think. Yeah, yeah. Through the course, there's been a lot of stuff during during a pandemic year. Rick and I both have full time jobs. Rick has two full time jobs practically because he's a father. I really should be doing more for us. No, you're good. <laughs> What more could you do with the time that we have, you know? Like, oh, Jesus. I could be posting nudie pictures onto our OnlyFans. Yeah, semi, it's quite over Semi-nude. I got COVID body and I've been working more. I don't understand how it works. Yeah, how, <laughs> how does it just even out? I should, I should be skinny now. Should be. Anyways. Uh, weird question of the week. Uh, what do you think when you hear... I'm going to cut this person in half. I think. <laughs> I don't know anymore, dude. I don't know what to think anymore with you and some of the stuff that you you throw onto this. Like, what else? What other options are there for me to think other than, oh, shit, this person is about to get cut in half? Like, there's not <laughs> there's not really like there's not a lot of trains of thought that you can have. If you were to come out and tell me, hey, I'm going to cut this person in half. See, when I heard this, because somebody, I I don't know where I heard it, but I heard cut this person in half. And my mind instantly with, are they going to do it vertically or are they going to do it horizontally? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, what's the circumstance of them getting, I mean, is it like some wily Coyote shit where like someone's dropping a guillotine blade from like a third floor apartment building? Or is this yeah. like a magic show where David Copperfield's going to put a little person in one box and a full-size person in the other box? Because right. I, you're right. If I like, it, I guess it depends on the situation and who's saying it. Is it you telling me you're going to cut someone else in half? Because then I feel like we're going to have a problem. But if it's like, you know, a license cut in halfer, maybe not so bad. I mean, right? Like it'd be like. The difference between me and a mortician. If I was, yeah, you'd be like, what? Versus how? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I think, it, you know, 
I just, you definitely gave me other options for the question, but I'll still say that it, it, you know, it may be slightly worrisome to hear someone say they're going to cut someone else in half. And I think my reaction to that statement would be like, it's not me, right? (laughs) It's someone else. You're not like preemptively telling me that I'm about to get Dextered in this alleyway, are you? Yeah, no, we don't, we don't need that. Yeah, dude. Some, on some ice truck killer shit. Well, like, and then you've got, like, the Juggernaut versus King Shark. King Shark, he totally ripped the dude vertically in half. Juggernaut did it horizontally. He, he tore Deadpool in half. So, you know, by at, at the waist. So it's like... Now, I you know, know, as a person that may have an option in my lifetime to be cut in half, may I say that I would rather be cut horizontally? Horizontally? Mm-hmm. Horizontally. That just sounds bad uh, rather than vertically. Okay, because at least, you know, short of being Deadpool, if you cut me at my waist, I could still use the top half. You know, you took a lot from me, but you didn't take it all. Whereas you cut me vertically, there really ain't no coming back from that unless you're like Wolverine or something. And I don't even think Wolverine comes back from that. Can Wolverine be pulled in half? Yeah, he's been pulled in half. Oh, okay. I like Hulk and mm, you know all the other. Sh- that fucking strong, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Because if he gets pulled in half, he'll regrow that bit, but it won't be covered in adamantium. Huh? I mean, but you know, in the defense of anatomy, you he t- technically, if you were like ripping someone in half vertically, you wouldn't necessarily have to rip their bones in half to do so. You'd just be like dislodging rib cages and mm. tendons and muscle and stuff because it's it's not like your bones are connected via bone to bone ish you know what thanks for coming to my ted talk i'm dr tobias and i know nothing about modern medicine <laughs> my only question is they call them tendons but what happened to the other nine dens? So i'll see myself out. yeah okay cool thanks for stopping by guys <laughs> I don't know. There's no right answer. It was just what I mean. Are there exactly? Are there I mean, any right answers for any of the weird questions of the week that we do? No, I mean, that's the real question. It's all opinion pieces. If there was a right answer, then it would just be like, "What's two plus two? And that's boring because we all know the answer is five. So we could just move on mm. without Did you having just George Orwell me. What? <laughs> 1984, no. bitch. <laughs> no, not this week. We're talking about 1988. So oh, oh, you right. watched some <laughs> stuff right. this week. Uh, we'll continue on here. Um, I don't really have many talkabouts. I, I, I honestly say I, I streamed some skate this week or this Hated. weekend. Um, I went through a lot of my collection. So as we move, how to say this? And then I, I just I was like, tell me about your stuff, and I'm gonna tell a story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I because we're moving, we're starting to pack stuff up. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. No, anyways, I know words. I've been packing stuff up, so now I'm trying to go through the game collection, right? Because I've been trading stuff in and trying to, like, I don't know, get some, get rid of some stuff, and I need to retrack my entire collection. The tracking that I was using is old. I haven't keep it kept it updated. So as I've been putting stuff away, I've been going through the collection. Um, and I've never said my collection was crazy. There's a lot of stuff I'm missing or whatever, but it's kind of cool to see it in numbers. As of right now, I have 478 games. 
uh, unique hmm. games. This does not include doubles. For a total of uh, $10,202. Um, which was actually kind of more than I expected. There's there's some sneaky, pricey games in the collection right now. But this nice. doesn't include the almost 200 games that I have for PS2. Uh, this doesn't include the 100 games that I'm sitting on for Sega or Super Nintendo. Uh, but this is a big majority of my collection right there. So, you know, I think at this point last year, maybe a little bit before the year before, I was at like 900, almost 1,000 games. And I think I've traded myself down to like 700 or something is where I'll be close yeah. to, 800. Added some quality titles in that bitch, though. Yeah. But I've gotten rid of stuff. This time last year, I was getting rid of a Vectrex to uh, our only two-timer. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain things that I do not want in my collection. And it's not necessarily that I don't think they're cool or I don't want them, but I think they'll find better use than somewhere else. You know, I try to keep I've, stuff that I want and I want to play and not just pretty sitting on the shelf, given I do have those things because nobody's playing Clay Fighters. Game sucks. Yeah. It's real, real expensive, though. It's a stiff game, but I remember having fun with it back in the day. Me too, man. I, You know, if we're going to talk about N64 Fighters, I have a complete copy of Biofreaks. Um, and I thought Biofreaks was awesome. But that was a fighting game that I played a lot growing up. It's hmm. a bad, it's a bad game too, but it's beside the point. <laughs> it's beside the point. It's all good though. I mean, our childhoods are what they is. But yeah. moving on, uh, I watched Mega Dune. It's on Apple Plus. It's a real strange show. It stars, um, holy moly, uh, Michael Keegan Key. No, that's okay. not right. Michael Keegan Key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Is that right? Yeah, and, and Jordan uh, Pill, yeah. And Cecily Strong and a cast of other people who people would know, but basically it's about this couple who are kind of going through this weird time. They go on this camping trip, and then they land into a a city that is a musical. So people sing out of nowhere, and they sing their emotions and dance their stuff. So they have to figure out how to get out of it. It's a real good story. If you like musical, if you like comedies, if you like Keegan-Michael Key or Cecily Strong... Highly recommend this. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think he's fucking hilarious. I think he's, he's great, genuinely hilarious. So he's just all around a good entertainer. Um, the I'm, other movie I'm curious that if he's a good guy. Sorry, I, he seems like it. I would imagine so, but who knows? He seems like it, and that that's that's good enough for me. Just yeah, who, who am I to like judge? It. Yeah, on the surface, if you look like you're a nice guy, great. And if you're actually a dick, I'd rather not know. You know? <laughs> uh, the next show, which is actually on Apple TV Plus as well, a uh, movie called Physical. It takes place in the 80s. Um, uh, I'll read off the synopsis. A woman struggling in her life is quietly tortured. Housewife finds an unconventional path to power through an unluckly source. The world of aerobics. And this is the 80s aerobics. So you get these nice, fun high-waisted leotards yeah and it's it's so great what's weird about the show is it really shows the mindset of of a woman and i had no idea i even turned to tiff was like this is this really how you guys think all the time and she's like more or less yeah and i'm like that is eye-opening okay okay um stars rose Byrne and R rory scoville as her husband and it's not crazy funny and it's just kind of a drama but like just the way it's done is very cool, and the fact that it takes place in the 80s is very cool. 
Um, definitely a hard R or mature on this show. So don't watch it with the kids around. Not that is it like a you? Is it like a uh, like a more hardcore Desperate Housewives? I don't know. I never watched that show. Yeah. There's a lot of cheating and scandalous and. I mean, I've never watched it either, but you should know about it just like I do. It's a cultural phenomenon. That's a dumb show. Uh, <laughs> you ain't wrong. <laughs> even, even though I haven't watched it, I just base it off of what I do know, uh, which is awful, which we should never do. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm guilty of it. Um, I'm only human. But, yeah, check it out. It's 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 interesting. This is one I will say just even looking at it, reading the synopsis and everything, this is not not – anything that i would have ever tried no matter the the amount of suggestions the one thing i will say before we move on to your next one though uh is a couple weeks ago or maybe last week or two weeks ago whatever it may have been you brought up ted lasso all right and it is all i have fucking heard about okay every podcast radio show fucking online streamer is raving about fucking ted lasso it's that so wait yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to take a look at it it's amazing to me that Apple TV Plus has, like, all the shows that we've watched on this particular platform have been great, which is like, wow, they're really knowing how to make a show. Like, I've yet to find a dud for everything we've watched. So good on them and keep up the work because we'll keep watching everything. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, they are doing good. My bad. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. No worries. Uh, so we went outside this weekend um and not just with the kids um i was able to go to this thing called jugger j-u-g-g-e-r oh, you got to go we didn't talk about you actually going yeah i, I knew you said you wanted to i wanted to go and i there was a minute because it was uh tiff's dad's 60th birthday so kind of a big deal that was happening the same day but fortunately tiff was like no i'm gonna help set up the party and all that you just you go check it out because i know you'll just be sitting at the house bored so go and check it out so fortunately she let me go or you know whatever um but it was great it was very cool like i started watching the movie the blood of heroes that it's based on that came out in like 89 or something really it's a real like post-apocalyptic it's about these people who travel from like town to town doing this sport called jugger where it's basically five people you've got one person who's a runner who has to grab this dog skull from the center of the play field and then run it to the goal yeah while the a other capture a medieval capture the flag yeah and then the other four are using spears swords uh chains with these crazy things it's like and that's what it is extended morning star it's like a cat it's a it's a uh simon belmont whip with the yeah. basketball on the end yeah and i mean there's videos out there people should ch- check it out because it is very cool but yeah th- when we got there super welcoming that was the first thing that caught me off guard i'm so used to going to different larps and stuff where they're like oh i don't know you know you don't look like you belong here and you know you kind of get shut out or get just the stink eye from the get-go these guys were super like no grab a weapon let's 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 get you going let's i'm so glad you guys are here and it's like no shit you're waiting for the other shoe to drop when they're like, aha, asshole, you know, or something. Yeah, that's interesting. That makes that makes it a lot more exciting to think uh, about, it, you know? It it really does. And it's definitely something now that I'm interested in. I'm really like, okay. And the weapons are super easy to make, PVC and some yeah. cool noodles. And, like, I looked up a bunch of less. videos this weekend of, like, the rule set, the whole concept yeah. where you're counting behind your back, the, like, freeze tag element. Yep. 
And like to save a teammate, you can just like pin one down. Yeah. And just be like, you know, you're like, it's the whole concept of the game is super fast paced and super intricate with an insane skill curve. Like it was, it it is kind of crazy to watch some of the, because there's like, there's crazy competitions for this, like crazy competitions. They've got a, a, a big, uh, their big uh, Colorado game coming up in a few weeks uh, at Climate Park in Littleton, Colorado. Um, that's going to be a weekend-long ordeal, and it's definitely like, I think we might go Sunday to watch the big tournament game because they're going to have folks come out from uh, California, Arizona, New really? Mexico, just all over to have this big jugger tournament. And it's like, I remember looking at this a while ago because we were trying to find a modern-day orc ball, which is what we used to play when we LARPed when we were younger. Very similar game. Um, and we came across this. So I hit up a guy through Facebook who said he was a jugger guy and, you know, but never capitalized. But now it's like we went to it and we got bit by the bug and got my brother into it. One of my buddies into it. So now it's like, oh man, we've almost got a team. Yeah. You know, we just need to find somebody who's got some speed underneath their feet. Cause all of us are all almost 40 and, you know, <laughs> the yeah. Cause if I'm the fastest one on the team, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably quicker than most of y'all, maybe. <laughs> like, I, but my knees are going quick. Yeah, like I want, it's... I want like a, I want the pole arm. I think, like, I want to be the chain guy. You know, everyone wants to be the chain guy. But you see the way that some of these guys like use it in momentum and like building momentum, like wrapping it around their body yeah. and shit. Yeah, and you, it is so fucking cool. It's like the. The coolest thing on the field, but if you fail at it, you're out fucking quick. And he's a valuable, it, valuable piece. It's it's like Jackie Chan and you know Shanghai Knights when he's using the horseshoe and the rope. Like yes. that's the key to it. It's yes. just keeping that thing moving and flinging it when you need yeah. to. But it's it's one of those things. It's hard to defend against, but if you can defend against it, they're wide open. Yeah, especially they, if you're quick enough to get them. You yeah, because they so. have no other. Yeah, exactly, ah, dude. Yes, if you guys haven't seen this, go watch this video. When, when is the tournament? A couple weeks from now, you said? A couple weeks from is now. Is it Liberty two... Weekend by any chance? Mm, that sounds about right. Uh, somewhere around there. I don't know the exact date, and it would take me a second to look it up. But, uh, it's not a big uh, deal, but I'm thinking maybe we do a, a venture out, a retro Nama Squad video out in that motherfucker. Yeah. Go, out go talk say... to the local guys and support them and say, yeah. hey, we're here for you, and we want to – you know, see about next year if their season's over after this big game. If if it's over, be like, hey, what can we do to kind of train for next year and pop it off right? You know, and have our own retro nama. You know, squad. what we'd get to do to like train for next year. We'd get to just go out and fucking sword fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's. I mean, it's it's literally capture the flag with with medieval weaponry on a small field, fast paced. Yeah. Like it's. It's badass, dude. There's a con like the whole like respawn concept. You're not out immediately. The game's not not over for you, you know. And it's it looks so goddamn cool. Yeah, it's uh the biggest the biggest thing I had to get over is that like you have to play to the skull. And I kept since I'm used to the LARP world where you fight who's in front of you and then you go into the next guy to fight. Is I was keeping myself unaware of what was happening to the skull so that was like a skill set i'm like oh i gotta learn to play and like be tactical with that skull not just fight whoever's in front it was so wild like it was a lot of fun but we'll move on from that into our next piece of awesomeness which it's happened here's our third week talking about it and it's done the boys have said it officially bought casa bonita 
Trey Parker, Matt Stone come through. They're actually on a, a it, oddly enough, they're on an interview with Governor Polis, so Colorado's governor, yeah. um, who, you know, look, politicians, whether you think they do right or wrong, they're still under an immense amount of pressure, and this is no nothing else for Polis. And whether you believe in it, it's cool for him to sit down with someone like Trey Parker and Matt Stone, especially being Colorado guys, and then for them to, like, finally officially be like – didn't you guys see that $900 million deal we just did for all the extra <laughs> shit? Of course we bought Casa Bonita. Yeah, like, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, this, this was dope. This was dope. I like how they did it. They did it on a new show with the governor. Yeah. It was like, we're saving this goddamn thing, you know? Yeah. And like the first thing they said they're going to kind of hit on is the food. Because anybody who's ever been there has been like, yeah, the food's okay. It's really the atmosphere and everything else that surrounds it. So I don't know. We had to talk about it because now it's official, like pending the uh, bankruptcy stuff that's going on with it right now. But like as soon as that's kind of through and cleared, they're going to be like hours. Yeah. Done. Yeah. God, it's it's going to be so good. God. It's it, be yeah. So good. I yeah because they already have like crazy plans making Black Bart's cave bigger. And I mean, the biggest thing that kind of sucks for them is its location. But the location is so iconic that yeah. you, you can't really move it. No. Like, you're kind of stuck with where it's at. Right in between a pizza hut and a dental <laughs> place. A freaking uh, bail bonds and a Dollar Tree. There's a CC's and a Planet Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> a a jujitsu and uh and a massage parlor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's open till three. <laughs> Wait. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's cool. It is funny that it's came up like three weeks in a row. We've talked a lot about South Park. Too yeah. bad we've done a South Park episode already. Maybe we'll revisit that one since we're in year two. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, had a touch on that. That's cool. But uh, our next bit of news looks like... Uh, Pepsi and Samuel Adams are going to be making Mountain Dew a hard cider because we don't have enough hard seltzer bullshit out there yet. <laughs> it's you don't use don't, ad blocker on your computer, do you? Not at all. Okay, we're gonna have to talk about that <laughs> because I use ad blocker. I'll show I'll show the the live stream here. They're gonna see her. Looks like your ad blocker is on. We rely on ads to bring your award-winning journalism. Like, bitch, you're USAA Today. Like, you, the last thing you need is my ad revenue from your fucking website <laughs> on a goddamn Pepsi and Sam Adams fucking article. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Well, shit. Um, um, I'll be able well, to find an article for Ma- it. Mountain Dew is getting uh, boozy, but it's non-caffeinated, which I guess... You know, it's the upper and downers thing, which I'm like, what does that matter? I mix freaking Mountain Dew with booze all the time. What does that matter? Um, but it's going to be 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out early 2022. I mean, it's just going out there. Pepsi's trying to compete against Coca-Cola's um, bullshit they have out there, the Topa Chico or however you say it. What? Um, so the Topa Chico is a Coca-Cola with Molson Coors uh, hard seltzer. I, I'm sure you've the seen it. If you fuck is Topa Chico, exactly. It's just another hard seltzer that's out there like that. If uh, you don't drink hard seltzer, it's kind of like whatever. But since this is Mountain Dew, it makes me go, 
Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> okay. First of all, 100%. The two flavors I can see here are black cherry and watermelon. Oh, yeah, and then just uh, your Mountain Dew, Mountain flavor? Dew f- flavor. Yeah. They're, they're all zero sugar. I'm about yeah. to get lit off a of Mountain Dew hard seltzer. Like, He's I gonna... guarantee this shit is good. White girl wasted. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 The cans are awesome looking, though, with the eagle, bear, and snake. It's yeah, so cool looking. Yeah, cool as fuck. Yeah, I'm not um, mad at this. Yeah. Fuck it. Shut up. Take I, my money. Let's get drunk. <laughs> we'll see. Just as long as they can get past that hard. The hard, the seltzer stuff is what stops me. I can't do seltzer. It's just. The flavors uh, have always been bad. Now, we'll say the truly, truly, or not. maybe that's not truly. Somebody makes a good, like, iced tea one. Might be White Claw, actually. Um, I had that one. And then the Blue Moon Light Sky is like, it's like a crisp blue moon. Hmm. That one's very, very good. And that's coming from a person. I don't drink seltzer, so I'm not a fan. I'm not drinking White Claw every weekend. But those blue moons, once I had them, I was like, these things are fucking delicious. And they're like 4%. And it's one of those things where I can drink seven of them sitting at my desk. And I'm like, these things are bullshit. And then I stand up and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, what, what fucking happened here? <laughs> this one's cold. I like this. The Mountain Dew Hard Seltzer. Go ahead and compete. I know I'm going to be able to buy this shit in any gas station around the fucking state. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm going to play disc golf, this sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's as we've discussed so frequently is Mountain Dew could be paired or flavored with anything. And it's like, you nailed it because it's Mountain yeah. Dew. How do you fuck that up? Even their zero sugar stuff's great. So it's That's like, all I drink of theirs. You can't mess it up. So... But speaking of another beverage, Dr. Pepper is about to release a chocolate-flavored soda with a caveat. You have to do the proof of purchase, and you have to open up a, uh, like, a you know, where you uh, uh, do your proof of products kind of stuff, and then you earn points. And if you earn enough points, then you can get the fan. It's called Dr. Pepper Fantastic Chocolate, and it's just in time for the football season as... If anybody sees the can, it's got footballs all on it. It's got chocolate on it and Dr. Pepper's iconic logo. So I'm intrigued. This is this is not good. This is this is not how you do this. I'm not I'm not good with this because okay. So this okay. Let me just start. Tea up here real fast. Um, um, okay. Um, um. First of all, fuck you, Dr. Pepper. All right. Oh. Because I don't want to make a fucking account to do anything with the fucking soda. Okay. Shouldn't have to do that whatsoever. If you wanted to do this like this, that's fine. All right. Put a QR code like the old school fucking Mountain Dew bottles that you unscrew and it's like, holy shit, I want a fucking flight to Hollywood. Or oh, yeah. buy one Mountain Dew, get one free. Do that. That's fine. I miss those. You know, okay, but to first of all, to force me to make an account on your website, to scan a QR code, and it not to even be luck, it's literally a cash grab for the mm-hmm. s- sole sake that the only people that they have to give these fantastic chocolates out to are people that have scanned enough of these cans. So there's two problems with that. First of all, go fuck yourself, all right? I shouldn't have to buy a certain amount of anything to have the chance to buy something that you should have just probably put out. Um, And if you couldn't, do something weird with it. Make it a giveaway of some sort. All right. But this, the points-based system, and if they're still around, caveat, fuck you. Um, Yeah, the caveat. 
Second, I know how I used to get double XP fucking tokens for Halo and Call of Duty. I went into stores and I scanned all the fucking codes with my phone. And then I took them home. So anyone else that came in and bought those fucking Doritos, I hope you weren't looking for double XP codes because your boy had them. Did I buy those Doritos? Fuck no, I didn't. You know, because it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Third thing, my third issue with this, okay? It's my third and final issue until I find another one. (laughs) You know how the resale market on fucking Dr. Pepper is going to be? Like, if I want one of these fucking cans of Dr. Pepper, I'll be able to buy one off of fucking eBay for $600. Okay? So not only are you forcing all these people to buy Dr. Pepper, one fuck up. Second, you're you're making these people buy all this Dr. Pepper, but you're not going to tell them if the Dr. Pepper they're buying all this Dr. Pepper for is sold out. They're going to get to that points total, and they're going to go to redeem, and Dr. Pepper's going to be like, oh, you better go check eBay, bitch. You know, third, resale market's going to be fucking shit, and that's bullshit. Fuck this. Fuck them. Fuck you, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper Fantastic Chocolate is a combination of Dr. Pepper and chocolate. We know (laughs) at first thought it sounds a little unappealing. After all, bubbly soda. But we have faced that... It'll be a sip to remember. The limited edition package comes just in time for fall. I just said all that shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, I'm sorry, like, I did not mean to go off on that before we even explained what was happening. I did not look at this article early. That got me hot, bro. Oh, it's all hey. That's, like, that's like why we do it. F- physically hot. <laughs> I mean, I'm tempted because Tiff's favorite beverage is the Dr Pepper. And so I might open this and see if we could possibly get one, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, you know, go to a reseller who happens to have a can and be like, oh, do I want to spend 20 bucks for a can of soda? No. It's just not, it's just not the way to do it. It's just not the way to do it. No. You know, why just, just bring it out as a limited thing. Okay. You have until September 1st to October 1st to get yourself a, a 20 ounce bottle to give it a shot you know like or, and if or just like make it, it ten dollars a six pack and sell it on your fucking website with pre-orders and that way you know exactly how many to make and you sell it one fucking time at least give me the option to purchase it even if it's more expensive i'll pay ten dollars for a chocolate six pack of dr pepper i'll do it yeah. okay yeah i'll tell you i want one six pack you i pre-ordered it look i i just bought games from limited run in may I it's August now, halfway through August. I have yet to get another email saying that it's even entered fucking production. Don't yeah. care because one of these days I'm going to come home. And there's going to be a motherfucking package from Limited Run. Do the same thing, Doctor Pepper. It makes no sense. Just make us all some, or don't yeah. make any at all. Did you bring enough for the class? No, you didn't. But you're going to make the class bring enough for you, and that's bullshit. <laughs> I love the Valentine's aspect of it, of like, <laughs> and you get one, and you get one. Fuck you, and you get one. You yeah. Know, like, oh yeah. It is, they don't. Yeah, they don't it, allow that shit in schools now. Oh no! Oh, yeah. No. Oh, you no. Every everybody gets. Everybody one. gets fucking a Valentine. It's like here you go, Susie. I don't want to give Shelly a fucking Valentine. She's a bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> these Power Rangers Valentine cards were expensive. My mom yeah. said I didn't have to give any to anyone that didn't deserve one. 
and you don't deserve one. So I'm going to pretend I stick this in your box, but just know it ain't going in there. It's going back into my pocket. There may or may not be spit in it. <laughs> uh, so here's some craziness. Uh, Netflix is doing a live action Avatar The Last End Airbender series. Reading this article, I did not know that the original showrunners who were a part of the animated series had backed out. So this gives me a oh. lot of pause for this because that's kind of huge. When wasn't the whole thing the fact that Netflix was giving them creative control? Yeah. And then they're like, oh no, 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 we want to do it this way. And they're like, but all right, fine, we're out. Huh. That's um but That's they did ca- they ca- they cast folks. I mean, that was kind of the main part of this article, but kind of reading through it, that really kind of took over the uh wait, what? They it's a different person entirely. Okay, I'm not so sure if this is gonna be great, but who knows? Can't can't tell okay, until I'm we know. Go- okay. So the live stream can see this, all right. Aang looks like Aang. I'll give yeah. him that. That casting great. Katara, cute girl. This this casting looks great. Sokka and Zuko, I think they have their pictures switched. Because Zuko should definitely be the guy whose picture is on Sokka. This is Zuko, all right? Like, I'm just saying. This could be Sokka. No problem. The guy on the right could definitely be Sokka. Like, I don't see this as as Zuko. This guy seems like Zuko. I think, yeah, the attitudes they're throwing definitely seems like they should be reversed. But, like... With makeup and wardrobe, I'm sure it'll be fine. I just have a little pause with some of the creative control. Because typically Netflix is like, hey, here's the money, get it done kind of thing. So this is probably a bigger deal, right? Because they don't want to get it mixed up like the 2010 film. Yep. And they want to do a good job, you know, to uh, bring it to life, literally. So I don't know. We'll still watch it. But um... before we get off of this, since we're on it, two things. Looking at this website, this is the first time I've ever seen them put their pronouns. Um, Isn't that wild? It yeah, was interesting. I... Yeah, I've never actually seen that in an article. They actually put their pronouns beside their name, which at this point, they all go by. I can't even say it without seeming offensive. So I'm going to get off of it. Kick, <laughs> kick... <laughs> you bring it up just to be like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Actually, that's that's a uh, look. Sometimes that's... words come out of my mouth before my mind like catches up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like if I don't get stuff out, then people just aren't going to listen. They're not going to listen anyway. But um, something I didn't add on to here because I'm the fucking worst when it comes to adding on things to our doc. Um, did you see the RPG on Kickstarter? Oh, the Kickstarter. Oh yeah. Oh man, they they released what the five like major avatars are going to be pretty much. Yeah. Did you see that? It's it's the early early guy. It's Roku. Okay, thank you. You know the name. It's Roku. It's uh, Aang, of course. Uh, Katara. Or uh, not Katara. um, Korra. Korra. Um, God damn it. Who's the warrior? The Kyoshi warrior. Uh, Starts with a K. Shit. We're the worst. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but the fifth one, instead of it being an avatar, uh, is General Iroh, Uncle Iroh. Yes. Which, which I thought was fucking 
cool. It makes it very cool words, but like their tier list it's and everything, Kimmy. like looking through it, they really, uh, they really, um, man, they did their tiers really well because it makes you you want you go through it and you're like at first you're like oh that's cool and you see the next tier and you're like oh well, I want that oh I want that so it's like they yeah, did it's, it. it's, it's Avatar like, Kyoshi duh because <laughs> it's the Kyoshi Warriors that's what I th- I knew that I feel like an idiot Weird. it's so fucking cool though. Like, you get to choose if you're water, earth, air, firebender, or if you want to be a swordsman or technology person. Like, thing, Magpie Games, to develop this, they took their times to clearly, what eras do we want to do? Do we want to just follow all the different airbenders that have been? No, let's do different eras, which is kind of a cooler way to do it. Yeah, man. I, You know, looking at this, there's probably not a tabletop RPG I want to play through more. I'm not even going to lie. Alright, well, we had technical difficulties. I, let me rephrase because we didn't have technical difficulties. For the first time in a long fucking time, I had technical difficulties. My internet decided to shit out. So, 24 hours later, because I'm not going to tell you how long later this took, but it's in the same week. We're back at it. Gonna gonna pick up right where we fucking left off, because right now I have internet, and if we don't do it now, when, when am I going to have internet again? I don't know. It's untelling. But we had just talked about Avatar live action. Yep, and the RPG that's out there. RPG I'm excited for. And you're about to bring up the last thing on our news list, and then we'll continue on. Carry on! <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, so um, Tim Burton is doing an Adams Family TV show that's actually going to be called Wednesday. Um, I did not know that. At, yeah, I just figured that out. And so far he's casted Jenna Ortega. But what was the news that caught our eye is that they're, they cast two more people. Morticia is going to be played up by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Mm. And here's the kicker. Louise Guzman. This is bad. This is... Okay, so... No, 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 no. Catherine Zeta-Jones? And... Yeah. No, no. Why? Look, there was a picture that came out that... show, And we've talked about this on the podcast. Because it was like the first time I ever fell in love with Christina Ritchie. But oh, when yeah, yeah, yeah. they had yeah. the picture of her dressed up as Morticia, as like grown up, uh, cast that bitch. Christina Ritchie's still alive, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's okay. like, uh, she's our age. She's like, 40. that doesn't mean shit, bro. Brittany Murphy's dead. I don't know which one of those groups anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Or who the was is, the bitch with Paris Hilton? I don't fucking remember. I don't know. She went, she went to the grave. Is that said, I, I'll, ne- I'll never tell. And she never told anybody, did she? I mean that's facts. That's fucking dark. a little morbid, but um. Anyways, Christina Ritchie was like the shoe in for Morticia. All right, but she's like five feet tall. She doesn't have the statuesqueness of it, bro. The we've board. got Avengers Endgame in the world right now. Do we give two fucks how tall anyone is? We're, no, we're bitch. Gonna... We've got a Hulk. Mark Ruff. Mark Ruffalo is fucking Incredible Hulk. He's not fucking the Incredible Hulk. He is fucking Incredible. Well. Hulk. Uh, I mean, I, I guess mean, if do you th- <laughs> oh smash <laughs> dead ass? Do, <laughs> do, 
do you think that <laughs> do you think that when Mark Ruffalo jerks off, he turns into the Hulk but keeps his hand Mark Ruffalo size? <laughs> oh God, I would hope so. If he didn't, man, he would just oh my dick. Oh, uh, not even that, but just imagine how big Hulk dick looks like green throbbing Hulk dick in like little tiny Mark Ruffalo <laughs> fucking hands. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like every time he jerks off, he's like, I'm fucking huge. You know? Because you're not going to do the opposite. You're not going to have Hulk hand on your fucking Mark Ruffalo dick. I just think it would be funny if, like, (laughs) when Hulk, you know, Hulk's out, everything changes, but his dick stays the same Bruce Banner (laughs) size. (laughs) It turns colors, though. I I don't know why I kept referring to him as Mark Ruffalo and then the (laughs) Hulk instead of Bruce Banner. We knew what you meant. Bro, I only have one true person that plays the Hulk, and Lou Ferrigno is not it. Yeah, it's fucking Mark Ruffalo. He's my Hulk, unless he's got the buzz cut shit, or if he's. I like like teenage angst Mark Ruffalo Hulk more than I like. Oh, I've accepted the fact that I'm a fucking mutant crazy person, you know. <laughs> but anyways, back back backtrack from Christina Ritchie to the Hulk jerking yeah. off. I don't know how we got there, but uh, Chris, yeah. Because I said I said Christina Ricci wasn't tall enough to to play Morticia, but I think we're both in agreement that she would have been a better pull, and it would have been a kind of a nice like connector or whatever yeah, you want to call it bridge. to the original film. Um, yeah. On top of that, if you're calling the show Wednesday, why isn't Christina Ricci playing that character? Like that. Assume. Like, how's the time frame? Do we know anything about this? Sure, I'll tell you exactly what Perfect. it is. Follows Wednesday, <laughs> follow <laughs> follow Wednesday Adams years as a student when she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents. I'm I'm know. not interested, bro. I am like, not interested. That, that does make it a little like I don't with the <sighs> casting of Louise Guzman as. As Gomez? As fucking Gomez is such a weird pull because like, it's like, yeah, back in the original comic strip, he wasn't like... Mr. Suave? Know, he wasn't Brad Pitt or something, you know, but he was like suave. And when I see Luis Guzman, that's the last thing I think. <laughs> you know, maybe like visibly I could see a Gomez in his face, but the minute he opens his mouth, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I, I think I'm out in general. What the fuck was the last thing Catherine Zeta-Jones was in? What is there anything that she's in that I fucking remember? I mean, she I know was the in name. Sean Con- Connery movie Entrapment. Nope. Uh, Mask of Zorro. Okay, but she was also like 12 in that movie, right? <laughs> uh, Chicago. No, no one watched Chicago, dude. That's a bullshit-ass movie. Continue. <laughs> Hang on. I'm trying to get to something that I know. Uh, see, exactly. <laughs> You're my movie buff, oh, bro. O- Ocean's 12. <sighs> Just, again, yeah. not memorable at all. Look, I mean, and this one's Tim Burton done? They're yeah, really, that's, they're really that's fucking the, punching us in the dick here. That's the only reason why I'm going to watch it now at this point is that it's like, okay, it's Tim Burton's take on like a, a long form Adams family. And I'm interested in that, but like the casting isn't exactly like, yay. But then again, there's been castings in the past that have proven to be like, Oh, actually that was a good call. So 
I'm going to go with that expectation. I'm going to go in with the fact that it's Tim Burton. Tim Burton looks like a crazy aren't... person here. He is a fucking I mean, crazy person. Are you person. kidding me? Yeah, like, yeah, you're not at... wrong. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I hate the <laughs> fucking Guzman looks like a crazy person too. How's this fucking Gomez? This Gomez makes is... no sense. Is a fucking crazy person too. But that's where we're at, my friend. Yeah. I just like, this this one uh, doesn't it doesn't tick my meter, man. It doesn't. Um, it I'm sucks. Just... It sucks. I, I will say it sucks. I don't like the casting personally, but you're right. Maybe. T- I mean, what has Tim Burton done that we? D- I mean, he did just do Dumbo, I guess. But. I mean, I generally like the stuff he does. If anything, his his movies are polarizing. Either you like them or you don't. But at least he goes out there and does his thing, and you know, like you could give it to him for that. That he's not. Yeah. True. He's not going to be middle of the I, road making stuff that's just kind of like, okay, that was lame. I want to want to watch it, but I'm a Tim Burton fan in the sense that I love of all of Tim Burton's original stuff that like I grew up watching. But mm. I'm not running to theaters looking for Tim Burton movies either anymore, which maybe plays into a part while I'm not excited. And it's, I don't know. I, I what's it on? What's it coming out on? Uh, Netflix. Okay, fuck it's. I'm already waiting it's, for it, so yeah, I at least gotta check it out. We'll get squirrely and we'll we'll watch it, you know, over a week or two, and then we'll. Yeah, you watch everything. I try to. Call me when Stranger Things four comes out. Uh, next year, baby. I know, twenty twenty two. They dro- they just dropped that trailer, that teaser, which is a Oof. super teaser. God gave us a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Oh, are these replays from the old seasons? Oh, is that wait? Is that new? Uh, was, was that Hopper? No. Nope. Oh no, that's yeah. just when he grew a slight beard. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, that takes us out of the news, right? Yes, sir. Uh, uh-huh. So we're going to do something that we haven't done in a while. In fact, we're doing something that we haven't done before, where normally, you know, we do the who would win, and it's just us two kind of uh, uh, going back and forth, kind of points on this and this and that. But I thought, considering for our nostalgia we're doing 1988, that'd be fun to do uh, characters from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which came out in 1988. Key character in that is Roger Rabbit. And since this has never happened again, we got Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. So those three versing each other because they're all in that movie. And I thought it'd be fun to pit them against each other and see what happened. But what we did that's different is we actually put a poll up on the 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 page, the Facebook page. And holy crap, we've had some conversations. And everybody has voted. And at the time of the recording... We've got a tie for first fucking place, my dude. Or I, I guess it's a draw, right? At that point, Mickey Mouse only got three votes. Roger Rabbit and Bugs Bunny both have five votes as of right now. So I guess we're kind of doing a tiebreaker. Or so, maybe not. <laughs> it, it's literally between... Okay, look, we're going to go ahead and just dismiss Mickey Mouse, right? Because... Neither you or I are going to say Mickey wins anything. I will say there was a comment on the Facebook with Mickey having a keyblade. And I think with that weaponry, he would enter back into the conversation. But we can't give him that weaponry. That just seems that's fucking Sora's keyblade. Mickey shouldn't have it. Get the fuck out of here with that. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the arguments for. Um, why Mickey would win? Uh, uh, Jeff Border says um, 
in South Park, there's an episode where Mickey goes on a rampage oh, and becomes yeah. like as big as a dragon, flies and breathes fire. It would seem he has many intimidating forms, maybe even Cthulhu type powers. Look, he also has like racist forms, so we're not going to bring that up. So he's not allowed to bring fucking hypotheticals up like that either, because we know that Mickey has racist past. He's literally still black and white. Yeah. 2021. We've never given the mouse color. And, uh, I mean, there's been arguments for, I mean, real strong arguments for bugs. Like, uh, 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 Nick Martin says, uh, bugs has been shown to be more brutal about his use and abuse of cartoon logic than either of the other two. Roger also tends to respond more like a regular rabbit to stressors than bugs. So that's from the Facebooks folks. Look, I mean, and, they've and got valid points. That one got me. I will say, okay, because when we, when I started this, when, well, when, Okay. I don't know how I'm trying to phrase this. I swear I'm having a stroke right now. When we first looked at this, I had a clear winner in my mind. And that was Roger Rabbit. Because yeah. and, and I you know, not Maybe. not really for anything else other than like Roger Rabbit is a lot more emotional. And his cartoon <laughs> Yeah, he's he's super emotional, bro. Like Jessica yeah. Rabbit, he lost his wife. Patty cake, patty cake, patty yeah okay you know bugs that it's this is all this one's hard because in my opinion fuck mickey mouse all right get 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 out of here bugs bugs and roger are gonna tag team they're gonna be like hey we both have long ears and poofy tails let's take that weird looking motherfucker out of here yeah we got to go with the rabbits and they tag team they tag team against mickey mouse bust them up the thing is, is their weaponry is about the same. Hey, have a good day, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. This one's this one's a little tougher now. I feel, I feel like I'm. Well, they both live in that cartoon logic. Like we've seen Roger Rabbit take a hit, like a hit to the point where he keeps smacking himself. Yeah. To get... Pretty bird, pretty bird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that that I guess that was where kind of my point was is like I feel like Roger just genuinely takes a beating. Yeah. But with the emotion that Roger shows, I think that like he's got rage in him and cartoon rage nonetheless, with an arsenal of like cartoon weaponry, and like bugs, you know, I don't I don't know. Bugs just doesn't seem like a a malicious person where I think if it came down to it, Roger could be very malicious, you know, like what if bugs slid up? Okay. Here's the question. Is it Jessica rabbit or are you taking Lola bunny? Because like bugs bunny slides up on Jessica rabbit, you know, or, or Roger slides up to Lola. I know my choice here is an easy one. There's one that is far hotter than the other. I mean, we're talking about 2021 Space Jam 2, right? No, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. No. It wouldn't even be in conversation. No. That's not Lola. I mean, uh, like, I, uh, you're bringing the girls into it. It's weird. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I he's going to react. I mean, he got upset when somebody played patty cake with Jessica Rabbit. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Whereas, emotionally, he he could fucking, you know, he could wild out. Whereas, like, I don't think Bugs has that viciousness in him, you know? You don't think he's jealous if, like, Roger was, like, I don't know. Sup, girl? Sup, girl? How are you? I mean, mm. if he slid up to Lola, of course. But I don't think it would be nearly the reaction that that you'd get out of Roger if he slid up to Jessica Rabbit. True. I'm just saying, like, take the girls out of the equation. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think Roger is crazier. The problem is I think Bugs would use that to his advantage because Bugs smart-ass bunny. He's he's, he's, so he's quick. Man. Maybe he leads Roger into a trap where he fucking shimmy shanks him with some sort of Acme product. It would have to be the dip. The dip would have to come into play. The, dip. the dip. Oh yeah. Okay. I yeah. Oh. It's 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 hard. This this one's tough. This mm, this one's tough. That's why I See, think I, I wanted to bring in the women. I think I think for as as. By the way, it's Lola Bunny. She's the hotter of the two. For as clever as, <laughs> for as clever as um, Bugs Bunny is, I think, I think Roger is more sustainable. Because, like, I think Bugs could take a beating, but not to the level that Roger could. So I think, yeah, he might do a lot of things to try to take slow Roger down. But I think, I think Roger takes it ultimately. Like. Yeah, Bugs is Bugs has been known to use mallets and dig holes and make people fall off cliffs and you know, he's taken on witches and monsters and everything under the sun, whereas Roger hasn't, but he's also been shot at and I don't know. Devil's advocate. I again I'm gonna go back to Bugs being clever. And like, would it just be a game to Bugs Bunny? Would he just constantly be like bobbing and weaving his attempts at fucking murder? I mean, I mean eventually that's, sh- that's got to catch up, right? Bugs got to slip up. But is Roger on the level of like that kind of like? What was the thing that Roger drank in the movie, or did, was he? Did he drink it when he went all fucking, fucking crazy wild? When he like I think tripped he had out? a sip of coffee or maybe some soda or something. It sounded sound like that, right? Or it was like. Yeah, so I, you know, again, I think because of the environment that Roger Rabbit was raised in, and his an emotional instability, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. I just think that you've got a better option of rabbit on rabbit murder through a Roger Rabbit rather than a Bugs Bunny. Plus, it's like Roger's like a full grown rabbit, whereas Bugs is just like a little bunny. He's just like a little uh, bunny. Yeah, I don't know. Then we get into some ethical stuff about like murdering bunnies versus yeah. just killing rabbits. Now, I know they both. I mean, they both get tested on by. Do, does bunnies. does Elmer Fudd can Elmer Fudd hunt the rabbit of Roger? But, but then we get into the element to bringing in other, other folks to it. So it's like, okay, in that case, then you've got uh, Elmer Fudd, and then we're bringing in uh, Eddie Valiant to be on Roger's side. 
Not that he's bringing a lot, considering he's human, but like yeah. once you realize, I mean, he's, he's bringing like, a gun, but we know how those work in Toon World, you know. Bang! Uh, <laughs> that, that gun that he has with the with the different bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's got I, the cab that like is pretty cool. Look, my my gut and heart tell me to go Roger Rabbit because I think Roger is just a more hardened, and he's in a more hardened world than Bugs Bunny's world. And I just think, like, you put me up against a hardened prisoner, and I'm gonna die. Yeah, that's most likely. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Roger just. I think he would take a lot more damage. I think he would just. It would take a lot. He would time push through the damage, but he would eventually wear Bugs down too. He's like, all right, uh, you know, and finally get his licks in, and then I think Bugs would be over, and then he'd throw him in the dip, call his buddy Doctor. No, what is it? Judge Doom and be like, your brother, the person who killed your brother. I'm going to have to watch this movie soon. Dip, dip Bugs Bunny into uh, the vat of. The dip. Please, Eddie. So, Roger Rabbit. I got to go Roger Rabbit. There it is, folks. I got to go Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that I tell you what, that's not an easy who would win. That's really not. That's that's not an easy one. You ask me again next week, and I I might say Mickey Mouse. Nah, man, fuck Mickey Mouse. He'd bake them some like uh, Are you a Mickey Mouse fan. Was he big for you when you were a kid? Oh, dude, I'm a Disney guy for that's sure. True, like, I guess. But I was also Marvel as well, or not Marvel, Warner Brothers as well. So like, I have no allegiance to them both. I love them both. When I was a kid, Warner was probably a little heavier because they had a lot more better animated stuff when I was younger. But that and it's like really what was Mickey Mouse in when we were growing up? Like other than just random cartoons, but Fantasia Uh, is like the one major movie that like, you know, I didn't grow up in a Mickey Mouse generation. He was around because he was the face of Disney, but for no other reason. But Fantasia, yeah, a lot of. A lot of reruns for Mickey Mouse, not yeah, Bugs Bunny. True. They they tried to constantly revamp him, and if anything, there was the all the live action movies that he's been a part of after the fact. They can really use that man for sure. Oh, sorry, stream. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I we dude, we've talked about it before. I know we've talked about it before, and I, I think people enjoy it, but. The, the hypothetical stuff is is enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy doing it. That's what enjoyable means. Anyways, let's move along. <laughs> um, so this week, nostalgia. We, you know, Rick and I spoke. I mean, we speak all the time. I guess it's a weird way to start that. But we realized that we haven't talked about the Olympics um, and not that we're going to spend a lot of time on the Olympics, but it brought up the idea of doing another year. I know we've done one of these in the past in 1995, which fucking movie year that was. Good and Lord, and, and in fact, it's it's this is a movie year, too. So. It's. The year 1988. We've got a lot of good stuff this year. But I do for the first part, and actually, BRB. Oh.
Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to meet you once again. For my visions, all they come softly. And the visions that were written on the walls in the Tillman Halls. And the cinders of silence. I'm probably going to leave that in just for you audio listeners here because that oh, was son of a oh, beautiful. I don't know if you can hear or know. I assume you can. I do have wireless headphones on, so I keep them on. And I walk away from the computer. I can I hear all your for- shenanigans. I always forget about that. I walk into the living room to grab my notebook, which I can't believe I forgot. And all I can hear is the sound of silence. I look at Daisy. I was like, listen, Rick singing the sound of silence in my ear. I was like, I don't know if he knows that I can hear him. I always forget you know, that because I, I use wireless ones, so I, I hear what I hear. You use wired you know, ones, not wireless. W- w- wired ones, so I have to take them off to go anywhere. So when you leave, I'm like, well, what am I going to do to entertain myself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I upgraded to the wireless, and now I can hear all your shenanigans as you come around and about. Um, um, yeah. Yes. Nineteen eighty. So, lots of stuff happened in ni- nineteen eighty-eight. Um, do we want to set the mood? What do? What? How do we want to? I got some a little bit of trivia facts, a little stuff to throw out there to give people kind of a, you know. So. I do kind of just want to talk about it real fast because uh, the Olympics did happen this year. This is kind of why we chose this year in a weird way. Um, The Olympics in 1988 was in Seoul, South Korea. Yep. So kind of dope. Um, There was 237 events and 23 sports. It happened over – this one's weird because it's the Summer Olympics, but it happened September 17th to October 2nd of 88. Interesting, right? Considering that our 2020 Olympics happened in 2021, but they were at least still in the summer. This is well out of summer. Yeah, that's fall, baby. Yeah, you're (laughs) you're deep into fall. Um, But we did not do so well in this Olympics. No, it's wild looking at the medal rankings. Uh, We're like, wait, America wasn't always the dominant people? In 1988. Are you looking at the list? Because I did not know this. I just wanted you to take a guess if you're not looking at the list. Oh, I haven't. I, I looked at it once, but that was uh, that was a few days ago. Most golds. Uh, Russia. No. No. The Soviet Union. Oh, sorry. Because, oh. bro, this is '88. Hey, buddy, Doc, I think the wall's still up, then, right? I'm so sorry that uh, I missed it up, <laughs> And actually, we know the wall's still up. Second, second most golds. Um. China, East Germany. Oh, so Soviet Union first of all kicked everyone's ass. Fifty-five gold medals. East Germany next up with thirty-seven, and then the good old U.S. of A. falling in third with thirty-six gold medals. But there's a big difference between third and fourth because South Korea comes in fourth with twelve gold medals. So, yeah, kind of a drop off. Yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. We got, I mean, just. The Soviet Union came in and was just like, "Oh, we know sports. <laughs> so, so let's we are quick. the best." So for this year, twenty twenty one, do you have you looked at the uh, 
the uh, top rankings for I know that we were medal totalist. I believe we ended with most gold medals. I know we were total medals. The USA was. We killed it yeah. in like the last four days of the Olympics. Yeah. Our medal our total medal count is hundred and thirteen, uh, with the closest being eighty eight and that being China, which is such a huge like <laughs> drop off. So just to put it in perspective in 88, the Soviet Union, how many medals did we have total? 102? For for 88? No, 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 for, for this year. Oh, 113. And in 88, Soviet Union put up 132 medals. Good Lord. God damn. Let me ask you this, since we're on the, the thing of the Olympics, and then we'll get off of it and go to what we really want to talk about, which is how <laughs> awesome of a media year 1988 was. Russia, wasn't Russia banned? This from year. the Olympics, they were banned. So how the they fuck could... do we have Olympic Committee of Russia? They, they had to. They couldn't fly under their flag. Essentially, Russia themselves got banned. So the athletes who were able to, you know, get through the testing without being tested positive, were able to compete under a nondescript banner. They got to make but their own fucking country like... just so they Basically. could look. Basically. Y'all are banned. Y'all are banned. Yeah. Sorry. You don't Sorry. no one gets to compete now. Okay. Don't don't blame the Olympic <laughs> Committee. Y'all are banned. I don't understand how that works. The Olympics are a fucking joke now. Like I remember when I was growing up, like especially when I was first especially when I was playing sports. The Olympics oh, meant so fucking much, man. Like R- I remember, remember when they introduced basketball and the dream the team. The dream team? Woo! That made you excited. I had to go back and watch those videos because I was three in 92. Oh, my God. Yeah. So just let me just just throw that out there. I've seen the games. Don't get me wrong. As a basketball fan growing up especially, I've seen the games. But I was three. So funny watching, like, uh, uh, Michael Jordan or Charles Barkley dunking on some poor (laughs) – dude from japan and he's just like you've got three feet on me this is yeah <laughs> well and you see charles barkley today and you're like really like you were one of the greatest basketball you're, players to ever play the game like get your goofy ass behind a desk you were athlete anyways we don't want to spend a lot of time go ahead uh i've got one more thing uh 2021 was the smallest tvd audience since 1988 Perfect. which no is like- shit yeah, which is pretty wild that that could, those two connect in such a weird way like that. That the that Olympics was unplanned. Were least least watched in '88, and then even more least like same least watch in 2021. Which why? Who knows why? Because like, we all knew that Russia was gonna fuck us up. <laughs> like we had pretty much just won the Cold War at that point. I guess something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know. Uh, um 1988 was a crucial year in the history of the internet it was the year of the first well-known computer virus the 1988 internet worm uh the first prominent uh intercontinental internet link was made between the united states and europe as well as the first internet-based chat protocol the internet relay chat the concept of the World Wide web was first discussed at cern whatever the hell that is cern is the isn't that where the uh, super Collider is? Isn't that the... Isn't CERN the company that makes the Super Collider? It could I think be. that's I'd, a pretty good... I'd have to look it up. That's a pretty good name pool, I think, on my part. That's the one in Switzerland, I believe. The Super Collider's in Switzerland. 
So the internet but, like actually went full World Wide Web in 1988, is what you're telling me. Uh, just about. It, it was really a lot of huge leaps for computer. Um, yeah, internet in general, just kind of these huge like, instead of it just being a national thing or countrywide thing, they were like, hey, let's see if we could connect across seas. I and, mean, before that, it wouldn't have been the World Wide Web. It would have just been the wide web of your country. <laughs> The, the, the USA Wide Web. Imagine that's instead of www, we got U, USA www yeah. dot USA retronomapod dot web government dot, dot com. No. Sorry, HTTP <laughs> HTTPS. You want the S on there because that means it's secured. Oh, you know, we don't we don't fuck with unsecured websites anymore. Colon backslash backslash USA dot www dot retronomapod dot gov dot cia dot Bullshittery, bullshittery. <laughs> uh, here's some more facts. Uh, January 26th, Phantom of the Opera opens on Broadway in the United States, where it would become the longest running show of all time. Interesting. I did not know that either. It started uh, in 88. Yeah, isn't that? I think it's cool. Yeah, that's that is like because that's the you said the Broadway one, right? Yeah, because yeah, the yeah, play's yeah. been around for a long time, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? There's, it's complicated. I think here they mean that's probably the Andrew Lloyd Webber version that yeah. we all know, yeah, not the original version, which is much darker and a little weirder. Hmm. Um, the Winter Olympics were held in February in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada of '88. Of '88, that doesn't make wild. sense. That's just I. Why? Why does? Because, wait, wait. Something get funky somewhere. Did they postpone the Winter Olympics at some point? I don't know. And that's why they're opposite years now. Yeah, because they're every two, right? Should be every four years we have the Olympics. I don't know. I, um, so, or am I wrong? I could be wrong. Maybe I read. Oh, that. okay, 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 okay. Or just ignore me. Hold on. No, you're right. Yeah. So, after the introduction of the Winter Olympic Games, both the Summer and Winter Olympic events were held every four years until 1992. Between 1992 and 94 is when they started the two-year thing. Okay. So the Winter Olympics were held in 92 and then again in 94 and then not again until 96 or 98. So 1992, they split the Olympics up. Up until that point, it was the Summer and Winter Olympic Games. You'd get a lot of Olympics in one year. Which makes sense on why it was in September slash October. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Intriguing. Interesting. Uh, I did um, not know that. Last thing I have is March 21st, the first McDonald restaurant in a country run by a communist party opens in Belgrade, Yugoslavia. Even the commies get McDonald's. I mean, fat kids got to eat even if you're under communists rule. How do you get McDonald's if you're in communist country? Well, I mean, I guess everyone just gets a hamburger. No, ketchup. the government, you just show up and they're like, you get these. Here is, here is burger you eat. Yeah, yeah. Big Mac for you. Big Mac for <laughs> for everyone. 
for F, for everyone, Mother Russia. <laughs> it's funny because I was reading an article about Putin, and then we'll get off of this shit. Um, the other day, and now they're calling it the Fatherland? Or did they always call it the Fatherland? Russia really is a mystery. Russia's. I'm not, we're not even going to go there because that's a can of worms that we don't have time for. Mm, Patreon ideas, shall we? It, would anyone interested in Rick and I doing political speech on countries that we disagree or agree with? How about this? This is going to be very interesting. I'm semi-educated when it comes to world politics. When I say semi, I mean .0004% is educated <laughs> as someone who's educated in <laughs> world <laughs> politics. I've read it on the internet. It's true, right? Yeah, I mean, something's going on. I don't know anymore. <laughs> hey, Prozac is sold for the first time as an antidepressant. Oh, now we get all to be happy? And now we all are addicted. Uh, cost of living in 1988. Here we go. These are these are. I find these facts fascinating. My uh, father-in-law just turned 60, and he got a book of one of those. Hey, back in... 1961, here's what things were compared to today. Um, average cost of a new house, $91,000. Okay. The, the median price of existing home is $90,000. Uh, income per year, $24,450. Uh, That's the median average, income? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or average income, sorry. K. The average income. That's medi median, um, average, yeah. Yeah, more. Yeah, Same yeah. Thing. You got it. You got it. Um, uh, monthly rent four twenty. Smoke it, dude. Bro, gotta go back to eighty eight, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Mm. Um, average price for a new car ten thousand four hundred dollars. By by cars right and left, if they were only ten grand, you know what Look, I'm saying? Look, okay, I have I have a a two thousand three Jeep, two thousand three Jeep that I bought two years ago for fifteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. It's used, um, has 150,000 miles on it, and it was 17 <laughs> years old. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Holy crap, that's... <laughs> you might be able to buy a 1988 car for 10 grand at this point, though, right? Like, I mean, it just depends, I guess. I could find an 88 car for more than 10 grand. That's true. That's fair. So, inflation's a look, bro. There's a chip shortage it's out there. Wild. Used cars are expensive. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. I'd kill to have my 1994 Toyota Tercel back right now. It's one of the greatest cars I ever owned. I miss it so uh, much. Speaking of cars, a gallon of gas is only 91 cents back in 1988. So that's surprising to me a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I played on a national football team we I, I was on a national championship 15 under football team when i was growing up okay and we had to drive to daytona beach to do the tournament and so this would have been when i was in like seventh grade uh eighth grade which would have been what i graduated in 08 so this would have been 2003 ish 2002 ish uh and i remember being in tennessee and seeing gas for 91 cents a gallon and being like, oh, wow. oh shit, it's only 91 cents a gallon. This is in 2002, under a dollar. Huh. So it's crazy to think from 88 to 91 that there was still, and given, I'm sure there was, uh, you know, highs and lows or whatever, but we've seen the same gas prices at some point in the early 2000s that we did in the late 80s. Make 
you wonder where they're getting these averages then because if they're doing like california new york like it could the be a national cities, average yeah it's know? probably it's got to be a national average because i know colorado's higher than the national average right now like i just i put three dollar and fifty cent 85 unleaded gas on my jeep today for three dollars and fifty cents a gallon yeah i have a 17 gallon tank with 35s and i get nine miles to the gallon baby an expensive ride to be daily and around. Uh, movie tickets were only three dollars and fifty cents. The fucking good old days. No wonder yeah. you went and saw movies back in the day. Yeah, no kidding. By the time I was old enough, fucking the mall was like nine dollars. Well, we were still uh, my mom and dad. We would still do the movie hopping at that point, and it was a lot easier to do it then too. Where you just be like, all right, we paid our. You know, three fifty. Now we're gonna go see eight movies. Entry fees. Your parents weren't legit, dude. <laughs> oh my god, you have no idea. Uh, postage stamps twenty four cents as opposed to what fifty two now. Yeah, I think you can buy forever stamps for something like that. So something a lot of people don't know, and the reason that postage is only going up slowly like that because it eventually will. The, the post office is losing money. It takes yeah. an act of Congress to change the amount it costs for a postage stamp. Because they are governed federally, regulated federally, uh, Congress has to pass any changes like that for the post office. It's so wild. It's really weird. It's, it's really not weird. the post office. Not in a good place right now. In a real bad place. Be nice to your uh, mailmen, unless they're assholes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sixty-five cents for a dozen eggs. I think they're about two bucks. Yeah, they're still not too expensive. Chickens really can't put out some fucking eggs. Yeah. A gallon of milk, a buck. A buck 89 for 2% milk? I think in 88, though, 2% was, like, fancy. Like, that was your in-between from skim and whole milk, right about when fat was bad for you and shit. Skim milk. What a joke. It's fucking water. It's white water. Like, get that shit out of my face. What? Even though, look... If they said that I could drink as much skim milk as I wanted to and not have to deal with the lactose intolerancy that I deal with, I'd motherfucking switch to skim milk. Now, that being said, no. I've got some whole chocolate milk in the fridge right now that I've drank over the past couple of days. <laughs> Look, you know chocolate milk tastes real good when I know as I'm drinking it, I'm like, you're so fucking stupid. This is going to turn out so bad. And the next day, it's just all... Is it worth it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Imagine taking um, a shit in a Captain D's bathroom after drinking a half a gallon of chocolate milk. Uh, a um, star in NSX dot matrix printer, 189 bucks. Dot God. matrix, bro. If you look inflation with that, like you said, 189. Mm-hmm. If you look at inflation of $189 to 2021, that's probably a thousand dollar printer. Yeah, which is wild. That was back when the dollar was actually worth something. You could, I mean, you can get a printer for pretty freaking cheap i mean f- go to any thrift store and have your choice of thousand dollar printers <laughs> it's the ink that gets you uh logic tech mouse was Thanks. 90 bucks in 88 in 88 90 bucks uh amiga computer with color monitor 850 bucks <laughs> I mean, bro, like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. And uh, IBM PC with 30 megabytes, hard disk, mono monitor, and 512K memory, $1,249. 
Okay. So <laughs> let me put this in perspective for you, okay? So 512 kilobytes. <laughs> 512 kilobytes of memory, right? Okay. So it takes two of those to make a megabyte, right? Yep. Right. It takes 1,024 megabytes to make a gigabyte. Okay. So I have 32 gigabytes of memory in my current computer. It's like a billion times more than that computer had. And yet, yeah. what'd you say that one cost? $1,200? Uh, $1,249. I built mine <laughs> given pre-pandemic so I could walk into Micro Center and buy a graphics card. Built mine for a little under 1600 of today's money. Yeah. I, no, I, in, I... in 1988, my computer's worth like nine grand, dude. Yeah, it like, would Like, holy shit. That's, They're like, that's it's, wild. It's it's not possible to get... You'd have to have a whole house worth of computers for you to have 30 uh, uh, gigabytes of, of memory or whatever. Of, you know? Anything like, at that. They didn't even know what gigabytes yeah, were. They were still time, trying to figure you know, it out. Yeah, That was figuring, back when computers were the size of buildings. Megabytes were huge, you know? Look, we'll get into it on a different, but this is one of the reasons that I believe that we didn't land on the moon. Uh, video game news. <laughs> For 1988, because we're not touching that one. Uh, in June, Nintendo releases the last issue of Nintendo Fun Club Mag News. But in July, Nintendo releases the first issue of Nintendo Power Magazine. Super Mario 2 on the front. Um, Outrun wins Game of the Year at the fifth Golden Joystick Awards for the year of 1987. Uh, December, Namco releases the first Polygon video game ever winning run. And the highest-grossing arcade games of 1988 was Double Dragon, Outrun, Afterburner, Operation Wolf, and Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja. That sounds like a bad game. Outrun was good. Operation Wolf is decent. I could... Yeah, I mean, after, after, Afterburner is Afterburner great. Is great. Afterburner yeah. is the one where you have the thruster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Um, Make you go. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Do you want me to do births and deaths of this year, or is that just a little too much? Uh, give me births and deaths. So, born in, so I was born in 89, so this would yeah. make births 33. I mean, Christina Ritchie's got to be close to that, right? No, she's, she's a little born, older than me. She was born in like 80. This is young, 30, 33. I mean, I imagine I'm, there's got to be a couple quarterbacks on there. <laughs> this is me going off of it. You think oh, I'm that's pulling true. quarterbacks? Yeah, that, you're, <laughs> give me two births, two deaths. How about that? Okay. Choose your best. Um, uh, Emma Stone? Born in 88. Yeah. Okay. And oh boy, who do I choose? There's a lot of them. Damn, dude, she um, really makes me feel unsuccessful as fuck. <laughs> it, well, she was. Yeah. Uh, let's go, uh, Connor McGregor, since he's the only kind of sports guy on there. Oh, Connor McGregor, born in '88. Yeah, isn't that wild? Worth billion dollars, and I'm sitting much, here recording um, podcasts with you. Hey. hey. <laughs> Different life paths. We weren't. Uh, we could have had the same lives, Rick. We could have been MMA fighters I, I and having Lamborghini yachts. I don't think so. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and the I kind of like not that, getting hit in the face better. The only death that was memorable for me was uh, Roy Orbertson, who's a musician. Um, the name sounds yeah. super familiar. He's he's um, kind of a I don't know. He's an interesting guy. He's got like uh, holy crap! I'm drawing blanks right now. Word uh, vomit. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, I wish I could get some of his freaking songs in my head. Uh, Pretty Woman? Jesus. Um, Pretty Woman. Only, only the Lonely? Down the street. That Pretty One? Yep. The one I'd like uh, to meet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty Woman. Yeah. Um, and then Only the Lonely. I, dude, you got me on that one. I'm just mesmerized by how good your voice is. Um, Roy Obertson, fantastic. His voice is so unique because it was like a higher octave yes. than most fellas. Yeah. Like if you were to hear him and that's what was so great about him. He's Plus a tenor he's a hell of, or I don't know. Ha, ha, I don't know what they're called. I, I don't know. Hell of a guitar player as well. He was part yeah. of a bunch of groups, good friends with Johnny Cash and those kind of, you know, outlaw country cowboys types. So super great. But he died in 88 at like 52 or something. Oh, damn young. Give me another death. That's all I got, man. Oh. That's the only one that was notable. A bunch of, like, political people. People from, you know, people that were just like, I don't know who you are in your heart. Your name is hard to say, so I'm not going to say anything. So I'm not going to. I'm not even going to bother with you, but Skrillex was born in 88. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I bet there was a John Smith born in 1988, too. What did he do? That's just that's he's he, he's the uh, highest highest selling um, car salesman outside of the uh, uh, Ohio Valley area. I'm from the Ohio Valley Valley area, which is weird that you brought that up. <laughs> oh, that's really strange. That yeah, such, okay, that's interesting because um, I am from the Ohio River Valley. Like we touched on this, and there was some good music. I think there was some good music released. I have but it was one. Like okay, a lot, a lot more ballads, kind of slowy. Sorry, slower love songs, kind of stuff came out this year. Late eighties, yeah, they like got real deep into synthesizers, and there, there's only one song in this entire list that really truly matters to me. And was the 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 hard thing about this list is there was like if you look at the Billboard rankings for, you know. 1988 mm-hmm. most of those songs came out in 1987 so like i went down the list and wrote a bunch of them down and was like fuck 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 yeah, yeah you yeah. know but then i found it the one what's what's the one the one the only song that mattered bobby mcferrin dude that's don't worry song. be happy it's the only best. goddamn song in 1988 that mattered. So I could, you could, that my list is like crust, 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 stars, 87, 87. And I'm like, fuck. But then I this saw it. Song is so freaking fantastic. Not only because it's positive, it's fun, it's very like motivational in a way, but the fact that every aspect of that song is done by Bobby McFerrin's voice, it's all a cappella. He's doing the, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I did like, not know that. 
it's amazing. The little whistles that are in it. The You're little small little sounds. Mind today with these facts, dude. That's that's his wheelhouse. Is that everything acapella. in that song is acapella? Done by go him. back, listen to it. Bobby McFerrin, don't worry, be happy. I mean, all of his albums are that way. He's an acapella guy. He does all the musicality of his songs. That's wild, and actually. Pretty amazing to listen to it and be like, oh, just these little notes he throws in there that are kind of throwaway and you don't think anything of it. But yeah. Like, you listen to it with that, you're like, holy crap. And he's doing this back in 1988. Now you've got all these like samplers and shit like that that you can make do that no problem. I mean, I have a he's stream deck that. in front of me, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could do it right now and make a song. Yeah. Him back then, you'd have to do that. You record it, put it to tape, mix the tracks. Like that is not an easy thing for one person to do. So yeah, that that's one of my all-time favorite songs of ever. That's a ever. very I I'm glad I brought that up then because it's yeah. on your list apparently. And oh yeah, <laughs> I'll never I mean, ever forget that fact ever. Um, I mean the other songs that I have on here are Metallica releases and Justice for All this year. I wrote that down. Yep. You guys know what's up. And Joan Jett and the Black Hearts uh, release Hate Myself for Loving You. Joan Jett, fantastic punk rock icon. Um, And then Inya's Orinoco Flow. Super new, new AV, new age kind of. Fucking Inya, dude. Granilla, like, but super great. Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine came out this year. Yeah. Yeah, like that that's the reaction I got. Those are the only two that I wrote down because I was like, well, this one I have to add because it was the first one I found that was actually released in 88. And then I saw Bobby McFerrin and I just stopped looking and I was just like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> this but, is my yeah, choice. It really is a lot of like those kind of 80s love ballads. Like, you know, we could, I mean, we could go through a list, but we're not going to because that it's all very similar kind of like late 80s pop synth kind of stuff yeah again when i was looking through like some of the releases i was like not the best year in music like there's definitely great songs on there there's good albums that were released in 88 but when you're looking down the list you could definitely tell that there was a transition happening in music they were getting away from the ballads and the synthesizers and we were about to start getting into grunge rock and you know heavy metal was about to take off in a way that we hadn't seen in a long time you know, the 80s were kind of rough for music. Yeah. Um, especially that late 80s. Um, did you have anything else for the music side? Because we're, um, we're going to save the movies for last because I'm just looking. I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies. I, I chose ten movies. Oh, really? I just chose five. Okay, perfect. Six. But we're going to, I guarantee we butt up on probably almost all five of these. Yep. Um, but I have two games that I want to bring up for 88. Um, one of them is kind of a cheater game, but I have to bring it up because I am on the hunt for it right now. Um, but the other one, of course, you kind of alluded to it with the Nintendo Power coming out this year that Super Mario 2 dropped. Um, and for people that don't know, Super Mario 2 is really weird because it's not actually Super Mario 2. It's actually called Doki Doki in Japan. It, it, it's got a weird name in Japan, but it's not a Mario game. Their version of Mario that they released, their Super Mario 2 we saw in America as Super Mario Lost Levels. And it that Mario was deemed too hard for the Western side of the world. So they ended really? up changing it and giving America Super Mario 2 when it wasn't actually Super Mario 2. It was another game that just happened to be reskinned with Mario stuff. 
So it, it was kind of interesting to me. Um, but yeah, so Super Mario 2 drops, 1988. But the game I had to bring up, um, not the best game. We saw it come out on Turbo Graphics. Um, I believe it had an arcade port. Came out on Commodore. I'm pretty sure it came out on Amiga. Um, it, it came out on quite a few things, and that's the Splatterhouse series. So Splatterhouse for me is one of my favorite series on the Genesis, and I, it's just one of those things. Like Splatterhouse two and three were the better versions of the game. Um, but the reason I say that I was cheating because Splatterhouse didn't technically come out in North America in 88, but it came out in 88 in Japan. Um, but Splatterhouse came out in February of 89 in North America. So I kind of cheated. Hmm, but this is, I mean, it counts because it did come out. It, it did release. We just technically didn't We'd see it. Yeah. You know, but again, the, the game was released for TurboGrafx Amiga. They, there, there weren't huge systems in America at the time anyway. You know, even now, like you look for a TurboGrafx 16 and stuff, and there's not a whole lot of great game. I mean, it just depends on who you ask, I guess. But they're rarities, they're systems that you don't see a lot because they weren't that big here. And considering the rest of the the rest of the Splatterhouse series came out on the Genesis with Splatterhouse two and three, I'm given they've made a PS3 make. They they've got a couple newer yeah. games, but I had to bring it up. Not a lot in the game department that I was really. Like, oh, I got to talk about this. But those yeah. two games for sure, Super Mario 2, because especially it's got a weird history in America because it's not technically Super Mario 2. Um, and Splatterhouse, because maybe one of the best platform series of all time, especially God, in the, the horror genre. So good. God, that was so good. I always wanted there to be a movie of Splatterhouse, but I guess that's kind of uh, They made one. It's called uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I didn't have a lot for games. I didn't know if you had looked at games or anything at all. I'm about to buy just, Splatterhouse. I'm gonna treat myself. Just ancillarily, like not not anything, not a deep dive on anything, or it was just like, okay, I remember playing that. Oh, I remember playing that, but nothing that was like, holy crap, yeah. dude, double dragon. Am I right? It's like it's fine. Side scroll yeah. beat him up from that, you know, eight Great game. area that, but you know, it's yeah. Those are the only two I brought up. So Super Mario Two, um, and if you don't have any other games, I we got to talk about those fucking movies, man. Oh, the movies. They're so... Oh, my gosh. Like, I really did have to limit myself where I was like, I'm going to choose these ones. I'm going to choose ones that mean something to me because... And I tried to stay away from sequels. So I tried to just go, like, new movies that aren't, you know. So that's that's was my guideline for trying to keep it short. I don't have any sequels. There it is. So let's 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 burn them down. Let's do it. What's uh, what's what's one that you got on there? I'm, I mean, number one on the list, right? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. We got we got to talk about it. Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, is Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Like, yeah, it's is fucking Beetlejuice. You know, dropped in '88. Yeah. yeah, Catherine O'Hara, Jeffrey Jones. I mean, fucking the cast Catherine in that is O'Hara. insane. Like the small details they do with the, the the special effects with like the social worker lady who who's helping him out and every time she takes a puff of smoke comes out of her throat which is such a killer effect. Like, oh, I love that movie so much. There's Interesting so much, pool. 
<laughs> there, there's so much little things they do or the guy who's clearly been ran over who's dropping off paperwork yeah you know and he goes through the <laughs> the whole social services aspect of that movie was amazing don't like... commit suicide or else you become a social worker like that aspect is so neat yeah um i know we're gonna double up on some of these so what you oh, give, give sure. me a second one uh willow <laughs> willow got willow on the list you, you might be surprised but this came out in 88 <laughs> interesting Uh, stars warwick davis a young val kilmer warwick davis Um, also rtd2 right no warwick davis played wicket the ewok ewok Um, thank you that's what it was i was like i know he's part of the star wars franchise oh damn people are gonna hate me for that one and directed by ron howard uh written by george lucas and bob dolman so that's kind of cool didn't realize it was a George Lucas joint. Yeah, George, George Lucas did the story, and then the screenplay was taken over by Bob Dolan, huh, too. Interesting. And then Ron Howard, who we all know and love, Opie, freaking directed it, and that's why it's so great. And there's been talks they're gonna they've been working on trying to get a sequel out for, oh, I don't know, since 88. <laughs> Just leave it. At this point, we don't need it. Don't play off of that story. Leave that one alone. Yeah. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you got? Let's see if we can... Oh, I think we're going to go three for three right here. We have to bring in Child's Play. Child's fucking play. Good Lord. have to bring in Child's Play. Like. Um, Yeah. Like I said, we may go five for five on this. All right. Because I do have some weird ones on here. I'm not going to lie. But I put I had to put the bangers on there. Right. And especially for us, we're horror fans. Yeah. So to not have Child's Play on there would just be a disrespect to the entire year of 1988 and the good child's play not the fucking remake with the stupid buddy boy with 19 fucking jaw muscles it's the one that started it all right here like this is the one that like started the whole franchise where it was just creepy it made my buddy dolls go under because kids were now like i don't want that in my house no no, I still don't want one in my house. And that's coming from a man that's got a Ouija board that's going to have to somewhere go into his house. Oh, we've we've had discussions. This will be a podcast discussion in October. I guarantee it. We'll have to put that out to the to the fans. What what would you do with a Ouija board even though you don't want it in your house? It's got a history. People? I bought it from a thrift store. It's an original Parker Brothers one from like 67. It's brand fucking new, but it is open. So how new is it? Is this the demon telling me it's new? This is a conversation for another time. Just know that I am thinking about it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, number four. Let's um, go with it. Big. Okay. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks uh, you know, story of a kid who wishes to be big on the Zentara or whatever machine. And he becomes big. And it, what I love about this movie, and I've watched it over and over a lot as a kid, is that it's that wish fulfillment of, like, if I had unlimited funds, what would I do? Of course, my bed, I would have a giant trampoline in my house. I would have all the toys and gizmos. And the fact he becomes, like, a toy tester and, like, helps them figure out that skyscraper transformers are not fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's... That's... Not a pull I expected from you, actually. I watched the movie a lot growing up because it was like a super common VHS movie. And it's fucking Tom Hanks. I love that movie so much. Big, huh? That one's that one's Big. up on the list. Yeah. Um Yeah, fuck. 
What you got? What you got? You, you drop big, so now I got to drop a weird one, right? My thing is, is like, I got to go with one from my heart. And I don't know if we'll cross over on this one, but uh, the original Land Before Time comes out in 88. I, if I didn't keep myself contained, that would have definitely been on the list. Because yeah. how can you not like Littlefoot and his gang? It, bro, tree stars mean everything, man. And uh, for Christmas... I believe it was this past year, Daisy bought me the set, the eight film set. Really after the fourth one, yeah. You you pushed it a little bit. But I got the eight film set on DVD. We went back and watched it. That first movie is fucking rough. Oh, oh Disney didn't Ooh. give two fucks about eight. your feelings in fucking nineteen eighty eight. Uh, but grew up watching those movies. I still have yeah. all of the v- VHSs, like childhood VHSs from my grandmother's house. In a box, they will be up on a shelf soon, and but I had to throw it on there as soon as I saw it. I was like, "Oh shit, '88!" Like, yeah, this was this was my childhood, man. Land before times. I originally was going to do a um, instead of uh, the who would win that we had, I was going to fit the uh, dinosaurs against one another to see who would come out. But I thought that was too weird because they're all a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be an interesting. I mean, we all know it'd be Petrie, but uh, that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, I mean, right? Savagery. <laughs> True savagery right there. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> On my list. Of we'd, course. I mean, this is one of those, like, the technical achievement. I just listened to, a, like, an oral history on the making of this movie and the amount of work and effort that went into this movie is on a level unlike any other live action. Because this um, is what? Four years, five years until Space Jam? Yeah. Space Jam was 93-ish? 94-ish? That seems late, but you could be right on that. But, like, the fact that they had to come up with techniques specifically... 96. To make... um, like uh, Baby Herman smoking a cigar. They literally had like a robot that was like, to make it look like he's smoking a real cigar, not a cartoon cigar. Yeah. They purposely do that just for that gag. See, that's or, that's wild because they really kind of, we may have to do a Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode. It's got to be talked about, especially because, no, nah, we're not even going to talk about that right now. I don't want to get into so that one. Yeah, that's it. Of course, it made the list. It's a movie I I know both of us grew up on. It's yeah. interesting, and, and we're gonna have to dive into this a little bit. Actually, I'm gonna write that down. We're gonna talk about that, but it, it really is interesting. One of the things that I enjoy about this show is we do share so many commonalities in the stuff that we enjoy, and given we're not that much different in age. But seven years is a lot, especially when you're coming up in that 80s and 90s era. And so to think that, like, you know, when when it came out, that would have made you, what, six in 88? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be six. So, yeah. and I was minus one in 88. And yet I still grew up watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Whereas, like, you were seeing it as a new movie, and I was seeing it as a 10-year-old movie. You know, or yeah. eight-year-old movie, uh, whatever it may have yeah, been. But yeah. it is weird to think. I, I do want to delve into that one of these times. It really just kind of popped off on me with the Who Friend Roger Rabbit thing. Because I'm like, damn, like, we grew up watching the same shit, you know. I had the same style, like, 
my dad showed me movies from the fucking eighties. Yeah. Like that, that was what he did. But you got to grow up in a time where my dad reminisced, which was it's an interesting take on it. Given I don't think our parents are that much different than age, they, I could be wrong. But story for another time. Um, is that five for you or four? Uh, that's one, two, three, four. Well, we've shared five of my six. Okay. Oh no, I I have seven. Sorry, I just realized I had to scroll down. I do have another one. You have one more. So I've got two more I could share that unless have, we double up. You have two more. I mean, I kind of got to go with the, the one I think we're both gonna have, and that's Die Hard. No. No, didn't put Die Hard on there. Die Hard is a fine movie. I enjoy it. I like it a lot. But it's not a movie that like hits me in a spot that I'm like, oh fuck, it's. Like I yes, just, I just watched it again not that long ago, and Alan it's... Rickman is fantastic. He changed the game for villains. Every villain after that was modeled after Alan Rickman. But for me, oh, it's damn, not like one. Good. I'm like going out of my way to see if it's on. I'll watch it. I watch it like once a year, right around the time the Jingle Bells come out. Maybe huh. I do it because people say it's a Christmas movie. Maybe I do it because it's based in Christmas. Maybe I'm just one of those fucking people. I don't know. I, I had to put Die Hard on the list. Um, because it's fucking diehard. It's, it's it's it's. You say the name, everybody knows it. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, great action movie. It's Boom. fucking diehard. It's diehard. Um, twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. So I looked at this one <laughs> and I was like, I was like, do I throw this on here because it's obscure? And I did watch it a couple times growing up, and I was like, nah. He's my brother. I've got a. Uh, I've got another random one that I'm surprised has not popped up on your list. We uh we watched the shit out of Twins because it was so like not meant for a six year old kid. No, no, for <laughs> sure not. For sure not. And Arnold will always be my action guy. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Is have you watched it lately? No, I have not. I'm curious so if that... it's streaming. That's a random, very like odd movie. I'm curious if something like that's streaming somewhere if I'm going to actually have to go search it down. There's talks that they were going to make a sequel that was going to star uh, uh, um, Eddie Murphy as the other twin. Or like, what uh, was it Eddie Murphy? I believe it was Eddie Murphy. He was going to be, they're actually triplets, not twins, which just seems super like after the what? fact. Like, like, how do you put that in there where they're all from the same thing? So I don't know. That seems weird. So you have what, yeah. one more? I've got one more. Did you put Pumpkinhead on there? I did not. Okay, so I had to put Pumpkinhead on there. Pumpkinhead. Um, one, of, one of the best creature feature movies. You know what? It, the the mass system that they used in that was amazing. It's not something I go back and watch a lot, but as soon as I saw it on the list, I was like, no shit. You know? And Pumpkinhead has that uh, kind of like that leprechaun style, like B-horror kind of bullshit, but kind of not, you know? Yeah. Um, but I had to throw it on there again as horror fans. We have to talk about some of the 80s horror because it's what got me into fucking horror. Um, yeah, I think I think this year we got like a Halloween four and a Jason six or something, something like that. Like like, that. Yeah, like they, they came out with other ones, but like, you know, sticking away from the sequel stuff. It's like we don't we don't talk about. It. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't bring it up. Uh, the final movie I have on here. Um, Earth Girls Are Easy with Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and uh, 
Damon Wayans. I have it as a fucking honorable mention, but I was like, I'm not even going to bring this up. <laughs> it is. It was one of those movies. It's so weird. And like the fact it's like one of Jim Carrey's real early works is like, it's just, yeah, it's strange. And it's, there's a lot of weird sexualness in it that a lot of horniness in it that just as a six year old into, you know, or down the lines, we'd watch him like, oh, yeah, I get it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. Though. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Aliens are weird, especially since they were like furry cat people or some shit. Like, their yeah. alien forms are so bizarre. And I was like, this is not like anything I've seen. And you got Jeff Goldblum just being Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis being herself. Like, sexy ass Jeff, alone, Jeff Goldblum, like, fucking Lord. 88. Mm, get out of here. Um, <laughs> That really just leaves me three. I have okay, three left. Go through, go through them. Um, real quick, Young Guns came out in 88. What? If yeah. you're a fan of the Westerns, great Western. Fantastic, uh, because you get Billy the Kid, you get some of the, like, I mean, there's no way they were the, all at the same, the place iconic. At the same time, you know, like, yeah, but like, you got to like, appreciate what they were going for in that movie um, and the sequel and the sequel. So good too. Probably one of my favorite movies growing up as a childhood came out this year. And I, I've watched this movie hundreds of times. This is shout out to my brother, uh, killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. I was going to put that on, but again, limiting myself comes out in 1988. That about some fucking clowns that dropped their carnival right in the middle of this town. Everyone's interested. Needless to say, they're killer clowns from outer space. So snatch, 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 cocoon, coon, coons, and you've got a fucking goddamn good-ass movie. Um, and again, shout-out to Drew here. If fucking, you want to talk about some masks, the clown masks that they use in that movie, there's a reason people are fucking scared of clowns. Yeah. Frightening. It's, um... It, it, it. It's like the definition of a cult classic right there. Like, that movie did shit for theater stuff. But, like, it's got this long tail now that, like, those who are in the horror world know, oh, yeah, Killer Clowns, am I right? Oh, fuck, yeah, Killer yeah. Clowns. It's so They've thought about making good. a sequel of that, too. Yeah. Like, bringing it out. Um, but the last one I'll bring up before we finish up here, and I just kind of randomly threw this one in because it's a great movie, and if you've never seen it, you should watch it. Um, but Akira came out in 88 uh january 1st of 88 for for those of you guys who don't know uh kira is a uh japanese anime um based in a post-apocalyptic japanese world where a kid goes on a mission to fucking save a bunch of shit and there's been a nuclear bomb dropped um interestingly enough the budget for the movie considering an animation in 88 5.5 million mm. uh gross 50 in the box office they did pretty well. I'd call that a success. Yeah. Um, Akira kind of changed the game for anime, especially in the Western side of the world. Uh, this one is, it's an epic. Um, it's a movie. You can watch it quick. I don't, I don't remember it being horribly long. I want to say it's less than two hours. Um, that sounds about right. A lot of shit happens in the short amount of time. Like, it's such a wild. It's, it's two hours, 124 minutes. It's like a movie that you have to watch a few times to really go, what the hell did I just watch? Let me watch it again. Ah, now I got it. <laughs> it is very interesting. And and the animators on this are 
widely regarded in in Japan, especially for anime stuff. But I, like I said, I had to throw it in there. Kira was introduced to me, yeah. you know, ten years ago, and it's one of those movies that just kind of stuck because it's just it's a good movie. Whether you like anime as you know a genre, it's it's just a good ass movie. It's got a good story, good scenes. You know, it, it's just a good ass movie, and people should watch it, and it should be respected as it as it is. It's um, such a wild thing growing up when we did because anime was relegated to like, oh, you mean the tentacle stuff? It's like no, anime was so much more than that, and it's only until recently that like now anime is so mainstream where everybody's got a favorite anime. But when we were growing up, you'd have to go to the adult section to find even stuff that wasn't even like. That bad, like Akira or Dragon Ball. Yeah. Was like put in the same section where you would see the boobies and you're like, this doesn't make sense. It's this doesn't that, feel right. You know, like, and I don't know, you know, almost would have to know somebody who knew somebody who was in the anime. Yeah. Someone snuck that movie out of somewhere from an older brother or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Either way, in 88, you know, we get into this all the time. We said it in 1995 too. The, the movies, man, like just iconic especially for you and I and, and how we were raised and all the stuff that we were kind of introduced to. There's just, there's nothing, you know, when we get into some of the later years in the late nineties, I'm bring up a lot of video games because, you know, I was hit my stride at video games at that point. Um, but for the time being, like my life growing up was go in your room, put this in the VCR, watch this. You'll love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. the warriors, that's how that ended up becoming one of my top tens. Yeah. Um, before we get off to the movie thing and wrap this thing up, unless you have anything else you want to talk about for the year? No, just, just great, solid year. Great, solid year. It's going to be hard for us to find a year that sucked, except for, like, last year. Um, oh, I bet you we can, we'll find gems. We'll do 2020 or 2020 recap. Yeah. And be like, what, what, what was good about 2020? I don't know. The big one, a Retronama podcast came out of it that has been going over a year strong. So, hey. If true for anything else that true true <laughs> um we may have to look at maybe trying to put ourselves a top 10 list together for movies i know it's going to be one of the most impossible feats we ever do no, as a retro no, pod oh, no, no. um but think about that we'll put that in the back of your head uh, no. <laughs> i don't have anything else so we will go ahead and wrap this thing up uh we just want to shout you guys out again it, you know as rick said it's been a year um, I know this episode's going to be long, a lot longer than I expected it to be, especially because we had to break it into two parts. Um, but we appreciate you guys sticking around for everything. Again, we didn't think this thing would be a year or 40-plus episodes, or we're talking about what we're going to do for 50, or what we're going to put on our website, or talk to the people in the Facebook group, or you know whatever it is. And we couldn't have done it without you guys listening, and you know I don't think I would have done it without someone listening. So I appreciate you guys Um I say it every episode, but we love you guys. It's 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 awesome. And girls, I don't want to I don't want to play that card right now, even though I'll touch that line. But, um, yeah, yeah, they, it's it's been real fun, and I hope it continues to be as much fun as what it was last year. And and hopefully, only we only get better. And we were working at it all the time. So, yeah, you nailed it. I I got I you nailed it. Like I got nothing to say. Perfect. <laughs> Um, at that point, I do want to remind you guys, uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes do help us, uh, especially with visibility, people searching us. So if you like what you hear, 
Go drop the five stars on iTunes. Um, it does help us. I understand not a lot of people use iTunes. If you're not an iPhone user, you're probably using Spotify. You can't rate. Don't worry about it. Disregard that message. If you are an iPhone user, please rate and subscribe as five stars on iTunes. It really does help. Um, you guys can always go check out the website at retronomapod.com for a lot of our other content. I have been streaming a little more lately, given they're in little small spurts. Um, but we have been streaming. As the house move kind of goes along, that's going to change a little bit and then pick back up. Um, but retronomapod.com, you guys can check us out all there. Uh, and I think that's it. Join the Discord if you want to play games. Uh, just to piggyback off what you're saying with the ratings, if you're not able to rate on that because you listen to us on Spotify or one of your other podcast catchers, tell somebody about it. just share share your yeah. love for this podcast and say, hey, you want to listen to two guys talk about awesome things listen to us and that's kind of the best thing you could do if you can't rate share so yeah uh yeah 100 percent. to take us out the way we do every week with the weird question of the oh week. shit i haven't even looked at what this is gonna be would the story of the creation of the retro pod be a good movie and i did that just because we are at our year mark and okay. i thought kind of the behind the scenes that we you and i know would that make an interesting movie mm, i have some words for this one but we appreciate you guys stopping by and listening to this week's episode of the Retro Pod. As always, we love you and we will catch you next week. Good night. Oh, oh yeah.